Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the BPD Bunch Brunch, where we get together with our favorite brunchy beverages to catch up, play games, and talk about all things BPD. I'm your host, Sani, and today I'm here with Mo, Andre, Katya, and Jay. Where in the world is everyone coming from, and what is your brunchy beverage? I'm from Ohio in the U.S., and I am drinking salted caramel black tea because that is my go-to. I love that. (laughs) I am in Southampton, the U.K., and I'm drinking from my Mr. Perfect mug, a perfect cup of um, distilled water. I'm from Calgary in Canada, and I'm drinking iced tea. I am from the West Midlands in the UK, and I have got a cup of juice in a cup that does not belong to me, and I'm not sure whose it is. Katya, can I just say, on all the episodes we've done, you always have the most interesting drinkware. (laughs) Thank you. I actually, I found it in the cupboard, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking... Was this even here when I moved in? Like, was it a relic from the the last people that lived here? I don't know, but I like it. (laughs) That is amazing. I am in New Mexico in the US and I am drinking coffee in a mug full, not full of cats, (laughs) in a mug covered in cats. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah, that that would be a different conversation. (laughs) Today, we're going to answer questions from you, our audience, that we got on Instagram. And the ones we chose to answer for this episode are mostly lighthearted and silly. It's important to take a break and just have fun every once in a while. And we hope you have just as much fun watching the episode as we did making it. Here's a question for the group. Who is a dream person that you would want to collaborate with? on an episode of the BPD Bunch. Pete Davidson. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say that. <laughs> Is that because he has BPD or because he's funny yeah. or what? It's because he's hot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's very hot. There's definitely an agenda with that one. But no, I do I do think Pete Davidson, especially from a male perspective as well, as somebody who's in the public eye, that would be, I think, really interesting, actually. But yeah, it is purely for my own interests. Sorry. <laughs> I love your answer because he's hot. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong, so. <laughs> Thanks, <You know>. mate. <laughs> I feel like my one would be obvious. Um, 
Or like somebody would be like, oh, I'm waiting to hear that one. Um, Marsha Linehan. <laughs> I feel like it's just... <laughs> That's a good answer, too. I like um, that. But not necessarily because she's, I don't know, the founder of DBT. I would actually like to really learn more about her own journey to that because I think she's got a very unique background uh, if you've read like her memoir building a life worth living right there's quite a lot of um I don't know she she's not a typical psychiatrist in a way right so I would I would love to speak to her at some point <laughs> yeah that would be cool um my vote would be my own Bialik because she just seems so compassionate and intelligent and I just I love her so and she's a great actor as well. Okay, so for me, one person I would love to do some form of episode or podcast with would be David Harwood. I watched a documentary that he did about his journey with um, M-Psychosis. And that gave me the confidence to think that I need to maybe, or not that I need to, that I could speak about myself. And also, obviously, being a, a black British actor, it resonated very heavily with me. Because I've always seen him as someone I thought was super successful, had no problems, you know, living his best life. So, <clears throat> before today, I would have said um, any female celebrity who has self-disclosed having BPD, um, because up until fairly recently, I did not know of any female celebrities who had BPD and had told other people about it themselves. There's a lot of like rumors about so-and-so having, you know, somebody having this or somebody having that and articles written about them, but nobody coming out and being like, yes, I have this, da, da, da. Until recently, we just did an episode with Lindsay Shaw, who's an actress. So dream achieved. <laughs> uh, so my next one would definitely be uh, Dr. Judith Joseph, who is a psychiatrist in New York. She, I follow her on Instagram, but she's, she does a lot of really cool videos. Like she went on the Oprah show or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yep. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Zanny, I agree with you. Like that would be so cool to have her on the show. Like, so Mo. Yes. Do you have any favorite board games or memorable experiences with board games to share? Because on your info card, I think you, you must have mentioned something about board games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could go on and on with this, um, but I'll keep it short and sweet. My favorite memories of playing board games are the ones that I play with my husband all of the time. Um it's just fun. My favorite board games. So I'm going to move my camera. So those are just some of the board games that we have. So <laughs> what is my favorite? I think I like card games the most, which I know isn't a board game, but um, card games are fun. Like I even carry a pack of cards in my purse so that when we go out to eat or to the bar or something, we can play a game. Um, and I think I like that because you don't need a lot of space. Um, and it's most card games are pretty easy to learn. So, and what's my favorite card game? My favorite card game would probably be maybe Rummy. That's one of my favorites. And what is my favorite board game? Because that's the question. I would have to say 
maybe life, the game of life. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a great reason. It's just a game that I played since I was a kid and it's fun. And I like the game Sorry because my kids can play that with me. The next question is for Andre. Which DIY project has made you the most proud? With the DIY project that's made me the most proud is actually I built a decking from recycled wood last year, started last year, and I've just finished it off. And it's literally all recycled wood. I mean, some of it came from something that my friend was moving house and they were going to actually take it to the rubbish dump because it wasn't in their eyes fit for purpose. And I've managed to reclaim it and, and make it make a little decking, which is literally just outside where I am now. Everyone told me it'd be really difficult. And I thought I'm doing it anyway. And I did it. And I think people were pleasantly surprised because nobody imagined that I had that kind of level of skill. They thought I'd be just a guy who lifts weights and goes to the gym and, you know, but I love the artistic side of things. I've seen the, the decking. It's had gone under many different transformations over time. Didn't you just, you just painted it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's got lights now as well. I love it. So, Jay, you said you like snow. Do you do any winter sports? Why or why not? I do not. Um, why not? Um, not my jam. <laughs> I am not coordinated enough. I also like to be honest to train for winter sports and stuff. I don't know. You'd have to have access, you know, quite easily to the 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 means and the kind you know to to do that. Um, and I did not growing up have the access to things like that. I mean, I'm from the UK and I lived like my whole life there up until late 2019. So, yeah, um, I love the snow, but like the UK doesn't get enough of it for me to have had tons of experiences with it there. So, um, yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't do any winter sports. It's so funny because I I both relate and don't relate to what you just said because I ski, but I learned to ski when I was a little kid. So as an adult, I tried to learn how to snowboard and I hated it because I don't remember learning how to ski. I just know how to ski. And like as an adult, like I don't know what it is, but I feel I I totally feel the like uncoordination and also like I flipped off the side of the trail and was like, nope, I'm good. Not going to do that again. I'm I'm happy with, with just the skiing that I learned when I was five. I'm good. This also happened to me in Switzerland. I was tobogganing and these kids got in the way of the track and I had to move out of the way. And for anyone that doesn't know where you're tobogganing, like you have to like lift your whole body weight off the ground to stop the damn toboggan. And, you know... I'm not small. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> and I went down the side of a ski slope on my stomach. And wow. I was raw for a, a good week. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm also just like way too anxious <laughs> for this life. I can. <laughs> so Katya, on your bio card, you said that you're into taxidermy. So... Yes. <laughs> question mark question mark question mark question mark <laughs> yeah I guess that, that was quite open isn't it um so in terms of taxidermy 
I have some quite niche home decor interests and taxidermy is one of them. Um, I am actually taking taxidermy courses in the very near future, starting off with small rodents, but eventually I do want to be able to stuff a crow. That would be ideal. Um, yeah, I think it would really go on my mantelpiece. Um, people think it's actually really grim and I suppose in some ways you could consider it to be like that, but I have some quite specific spiritual beliefs which may or may not be related to the schizotypal about things like reincarnation and animal spirits um but it is probably worth saying that when you do do taxidermy is roadkill like you don't actually go out and kill animals obviously i wouldn't do that um then actually i think that having an animal and like the care that you have to take with taxidermy to preserve it and i guess to like look at an animal and just imagine like the life that it's had to me it feels quite special almost which I don't think a lot of people will get but yeah definitely I feel like with the beliefs that I have actually it kind of makes me feel a bit closer to nature I'm probably going to get flamed for that um, <laughs> but yeah I do think there's just something really beautiful about taxidermy well you're vegan right yeah yeah so yeah. that's part of the reason as well like why I wouldn't ever use taxidermy from an animal that had been specifically killed for that purpose um I just think it's such an art and there's something quite beautiful about preserving an animal I like to think its spirit's gone off somewhere and it's happy <laughs> it's quite weird if you think about it because you wouldn't do it to a human and put that in your living room <laughs> just like just something to think about <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> that went very dark very quickly. <laughs> I've been watching um, Hannibal lately, re-watching Hannibal, oh, the TV series, so you keep carry on. The more, the more you talk, the more we're, we're bonding right here. <laughs> so this is kind of like an insight into what I'm actually like. Some of it must be schizotypal, I think some of it's just because I'm weird. <laughs> well, well, that means I'm a weirdo too, so it's cool. <laughs> Join the weird club. <laughs> I feel like this is this is a perfect segue into the question for me, which is what do you have against horror movies? Um, and perfect. I, I, I do not like being scared. I do not like being surprised. I have too much empathy. I don't know what kind of empathy this is, but sometimes I have a strange sort of out of my own body experience where I feel like I'm the character. So when something is happening to them, I feel like it's happening to me. So like really gory stuff, I cannot stand to watch it. Uh, and I also tend to have really vivid nightmares and I don't really need things to feed those nightmares. So like my go-to, I like to listen to Disney music. I like to watch kids TV. Um, I, I can stand like comedy horror where it's very clearly a set like, uh, Shaun of the Dead is probably about as much as I can handle because part of it's the music. There's not a lot of like high tension moments. Um, I really cannot stand the, the screechy violins in horror movies, like the sound where it's like, it's like, oh, it's just, oh, I can't handle it. Let me get out of here. Uh, so I, I do think that part of it is the vibe of the music because it's not just visual. Um, you know, Shaun of the Dead was so campy to me that it does not look like real gore. And I think that's why I am able to not, like, I was able to watch that without freaking out about it. 
but it's odd. It's very selective. I also, like, really can't stand awkwards, like, certain types of awkward scenes in movies, especially in situations where the audience knows something about a character and they're, like, all confident, going to go do something, and you already know that it's going to go sideways because you know more about the situation than they do. If I'm at home, I will get up and, like, start pacing around the couch because moments like that make me so uncomfortable because I'm just like, no, don't. I know you're going to go do this, but I can't stand to watch you do this. <laughs> well, I'm just sat here laughing, really. Because <laughs> that's one thing, obviously, I, re- I love dark stuff. I do think that's really interesting, that that division in the bunch, because I know I'm not the only one, like, Georgette is a lot like me, too, where she can't stand to watch horror movies, and so it's funny because, Andre, you're like, bring on the dark! And I'm like, ugh! I feel like listening to that is only, like, quite glad that I don't experience that effective empathy very much, because I find it quite hard to relate to characters, so... When I'm watching films, like, I don't really get, like, that emotionally involved, so I've got a pretty strong stomach from that. I can't really do horror. Like, I remember watching Hostel when I was probably a bit too young. Nah, that that gave me, like, I felt things for, like, a whole week after watching that, and then ever since then, (laughs) I just... Like, not scared, but just almost, like, um, psychologically tripped out. For me, it's not just any old horror movie. It's about the quality of the writing. So um, I keep quoting things like Hannibal uh, because the writing itself is very clever and it, it, it introduces more than just a slasher movie. There's a certain level of um, psychology involved in it and analysis of people. Does anyone else feel like it's got movies have got worse in a way like they've, they've just become more about scare factor than actual story like i remember when i went to see like the it movies the original it was so much more deep the newer ones are like um we just want to freak you out as much as possible and i was like eh, eh. <laughs> yeah i don't know the last horror movie i saw was silent hill and i was like never again uh-huh. nope Nope, no more. Never. I you you cannot make me. Not happening. Uh, I'm staying Alfred home. Hitchcock. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. That was a film that I felt a little bit disturbed with because it was just so weird and so cuz at the day before a bird had actually flown into a window. And then the next day I watched this film about birds attacking someone in the house or something. Oh, and I, I was like, no. this is <laughs> no. <laughs> Satanic, no, can't do that. <laughs> I still watched all of it. That's what I meant by psychologically tripped out. That would do, yeah. that would do me in. I would be over. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll look after you, Jay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, so I wrote a poem while we were talking because my brain was spinning to try and focus. It's very short. Okay. It's, all ba- it's based on the cast members. Um, it's like a, more like a haiku. So it's... <laughs> Um, Katia is cool. Jay is not a fool. Magnificent Mo. Go Zanny go. Papa loves to grow. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I like, love like, that. That's but, amazing. I don't know why I found that so funny. I think I it's Papa just, loves to grow. I, was yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I just in my head, I, I have like three different 
<laughs> I don't know why my brain immediately goes to drugs. <laughs> 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 that was like where it went. I was like, no, he's talking about his garden. No, no. They were tomato plants, I swear. That's what they told yeah. me. They <laughs> Thanks, everyone, so much for watching. We hope you had fun, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.